Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Dog Show Drive with Wayne and Will. I'm Wayne Cavanaugh. And I'm Will Alexander. Yes, you are, young William. This week, we're going to talk about Wolfstock, the incredible event everyone should attend at least once, maybe every time, and the importance of family and our sport during the good times and the bad times. All that and more right here on the Dog Show Drive. What's that from? That's from Family Guy. Is it right? Well, good morning. Uh, there, Will. <laughs> this has been a monumental start. I had a yep. little trouble with my microphone plug. In fact, I still do. But um, so Will has to wear his headphones again, which you have to see. You have to start wearing shows, just wearing them. In, I wearing think them I'm going to get flesh colored because they're hardly noticeable. I know. I'd get bright red. Let everybody know that you're, you're in there, man. Yeah. It looks great. Looks like you're definitely a pilot. <laughs> of something, I'm not, not yep. an airplane. You wouldn't. They wouldn't let you do that. And stop calling me Shirley. How <laughs> <laughs> about when they say I'll be there shortly? Stop <laughs> calling me Shorty. Anyway, um, I just got back from the um, event of the century. What well, can you uh, be? Event of, the, event of the year, but it's always the event of the year. Yeah, and that is Wolfstock in Vallejo, California. You've probably heard, everybody's probably heard about it. It's probably on everyone's bucket list. It's. Can you think of a show that people actually say it's on my bucket list besides Wolfstock? Yeah. It's incredible. Well, you hear that with Westminster too, so maybe that's yeah. Just, yeah. Well, Wolfstock's been going on for, I think, only 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, quite an event. Well, I wish you'd been there. Um, a lot of our friends were there. You would have really enjoyed it. And we just had a great time. The... There is a vibe you can't, you, I mean, you can't describe. Everyone's happy. No one complains. E exhibitors that get beat every day are happy. Uh, I had people lined up after that I didn't do anything for to tell me how much fun they had. You're dancing and singing in the ring. The, the music is extraordinary. The, um, just the whole, every stand and everybody dresses. Well, up. Everybody yeah. dressed. <laughs> well, Except good, for yeah. one who barely dressed from the from the uh, waist up. Juan just had a little vest on, which got all the women going <laughs> he crazy. He can pull it off. Juan, he though. can pull it off. <laughs> we used to, Will. It was only yeah. a couple months ago that you and I had. It. But, uh, you, you, I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Juan Miranda, that is, who uh, is carved of granite. We're convinced of it. He's the most beautiful <laughs> man in the world. And what a good guy and a good judge, too. We had so many good friends. You know, Roz, Kramer was there. Uh, my old Michigan, ex-Michigan crew was there. And uh, it was just so much fun. But most important to me, Pat Trotter was there. Yeah. And, well, I don't know. It, she is just a, I don't know, a queen of the sport. She's, She's a treasure of our sport. Just, There's no question the right now. That's yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's the word, treasure. Uh, we, you know, she'd been through a lot. She just lost her husband, Chuck who to me 
was just one of the greatest guys. I, I mean, I just love Chuck. We had a yeah. great conversation not too long ago, and um, I'll never forget it. I'm so glad we had it. And people were thinking, is Pat going to show up? You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago, and then this is her first assignment. Of course she was going to show up. This is where you go in our sport. That's right. This is exactly where you go. This is where your friends are. This is where your family is. This is where you go. And I made it, you know, she she was like, well, please hang with me, you know, and we had a good chat in the morning. And then before she was about to do best in show, I sat with her in the judges thing. We were all by ourselves over there, so no one would bother and she wrapped up in a coat because she was freezing. And she went in there and she, it was so cold out, but she had to take her coat off and show me the Alice's Restaurant t-shirt that Chuck bought her when, when he was there. I mean, she's just something else. Just something yeah. else. And you want to push the button to talk about dogs? Boy, can she talk about them. And names. She says it's because she was a school teacher that she remembers names. I think it's because she's got a Vulcan mind warp brain. captures <laughs> everything. Horse pedigrees. She can do horse pedigrees. We were watching the Belmont on my phone. Um, I didn't even know it was on. She's like, get your phone out. It's Belmont's time. And we sat and watched the Belmont. And she's rattling off the pedigree of every horse in the race. Well, that's a curl. That's, across no, she's incredible. Yeah. And the same with dog pedigrees, obviously. But she remembered every bone of every dog we judged. And there were some breeds that she and I both judged on different days. And then I talked to her yesterday again. I called her and see how she was doing. And we went over a bunch of more dogs. You know, just every single bone. She's and, and you can do it any breed with her, any breed. Um, and she's just been through so much. Well, she lost Chuck not too just a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. And then this giant tree, um, and she as she explains it, because it was so dry in California. The roots of the trees were surfacing, trying to find water. And then they had such strong winds. And this giant tree came down and totaled three cars, totaled them in her driveway, her three cars, totaled the pool, the pool house, the fences, which is where she exercises her elk counts. She still has three dogs at home. Just destroyed. And it's such, I mean, just what you don't need when you're going through everything else. So right. Um, it was the place to be uh for her to console people. I mean, for people to console her. Well, and, and it's, it's actually funny. back and forth because people are there to to console her, but and they're and, and in turn she's consoling them back for her and let them all know she's and it, yeah, she's I, I I can see it. I can tell what she does. She, she's because she's there for us at a lot of times. So it's true, it's true. Uh, she is a treasure. You really hit that word right, Will. And yeah. boy, I just am so glad to have known her for so long and to have her as a friend and a confidant and someone I can talk to about life and dogs. So, Pat, we love you, honey. Well, you know we all do. <laughs> and uh, I drove over to the show. This is this is we have to have some comedy involved because Pat's funny, very funny. And she said, "I'll drive you over, Dan Dowling too. I'll drive you over to the show." But I just got this van, minivan, and I don't know how to work it quite yet. I just got it because hers is totaled. And it was a, a Pacifica, and she had a caravan, and she didn't know the buttons and all that stuff. But she <laughs> said, not a problem. You know, I've got plenty of room. So we get there, and Dan gets in the front seat with Pat, and I get the suitcases all put in. And I open the sliding door, and there are no more seats, Will. There are just no more seats. And I said, how do you get these 
back up to seats. She had no idea. I didn't have any time. So I just said, not a problem, Pat. And I just went back there and sat like a little kid on the floor. It's only a half a mile, not even. <laughs> I had a good laugh at that. And of course, she came in through the exit instead of the, instead of the entrance. And we had a good laugh about that. And then the person saw it was her, the gay person, went, just come on in. Go anywhere you want. Come on in. And uh, we navigated our way there. But uh, one of the very small but giant pieces of Woodstock that I'll, woof stock, that I'll never forget. It was joyous. Um, so much fun. The costume contest. You would have loved that. What would you dress up as, Will? If you didn't I don't know. I I, 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 always give it when you see it on on Facebook. You always think, oh, what would I dress up? Would I dress up as Austin Powers? Would I dress <laughs> up as a a '60s version of Sean Connery? I don't know. What you? What, what did you dress up as? Well, I just dressed up, you know, as an idiot, like most people do. <laughs> I had. Now I love Keen sandals. They're my favorite, and. I, I wear them pretty much made in November. I hate wearing socks and shoes in the summer. So you wear socks and sandals? I did, but I wore... <laughs> I did because it was cold. It was freezing out there. So I had socks and sandals. But I didn't use my... I didn't wear my regular Keens. I found tie-dye Keens. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you, when they're new, they're real bright, Will. They'll blind you. They are lovely. And everybody... Well, not everybody. At least two people. No, maybe more. Uh, asked where they could get a tie-dye keen sandal. So if you see a bunch of flashing feet uh, running around dog shows, it's all my fault. And then Cheryl found me a shirt that had it was had peace, love, frogs, mushrooms. It was a ridiculous shirt. And of course, old jeans. And then I had a do-rag that was tie-dye and sunglasses. And it was a little subdued from previous costumes. I, I didn't see a picture of that. Oh, there's plenty. There are plenty. Well, I'm going to look for it now. Yeah, Dinah Han too. By the way, I love having her at shows. You know, and by the you know, the interestingly, she's a photographer, right? Hasn't been around forever, right? You can talk dogs with her too. Oh yeah, she she's learned fast. Actually. She sure has. You know, she'll say, "Did you just see that?" Whatever, and yeah, I did. But, and you're but, right. But it's so it's not so easy. But you think she's an artist, and that yeah. just. You know, it, it transfers really easily. Yeah, and you're hyper focused on one dog and then another. And um yeah, she's and she just knows where to go and where to be. Um, yeah, it was it was great fun. And you don't see it many California shows. She was kidding that she should uh change the company's name from NorCal Bulldogger to just Bulldogger because she doesn't get hired much in yeah. California. And um, she's everywhere though. Yeah, she's so. everywhere. She told me she may be doing the Pointer National that I'm judging, which would really be fun. But she caught a great picture of me. This is the silly things they do, Will. Right before they start the group judging, all the judges in their silly clothes go out and dance around the ring together. Oh. That's what we do. We dance around the ring together. Like American Bandstand. Like American Bandstand, Will. And she caught a great picture of me looking like a total fool, clapping with my hands above my head. It's very special. <laughs> we have and, to find that one and put it on my page. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, we had a great time, and uh, I observed some breeds under Susan St. John. Brown. We can we can get into that later on about All right. it. But Susan St. John Brown, she's fun. Yeah, I like her. She is. And we had, and you have to just mention you have to that Kim Meredith and Ken and Eva Berg and their incredible crew. It's a miracle. It's a damn miracle. The organization to get this done, it's over 50 judges, I think. 
because it's such a big entry. And you can overdraw with six breeds. You know, it depends on the breeds. But every detail from picking up at the airport to the reservations, they have their own expense sheet that Ken designed. Ken Berg designed. He's a treasure, and he's amazing at it. Every penny is taken care of. The T-shirt lines start Thursday morning before 8 o'clock because everyone wants to get their selection, and they can run out real quick, and they do. Did you get one? Yeah, I did. I got a... Uh, uh, well, I got a zip-up sweatshirt. Well, and if, you, if you'll notice, you'll see half the judges were wearing either a blue or red zip-up hoodie that said Wolfstock on it for one reason, Will. It's freezing. It was freezing. <laughs> it was <not> <laughs> <expected>. <laughs> so we had all these fancy, cool shirts and stuff, and we had them covered with our blue sweatshirts. So on the cold days and the cold mornings, all you saw was hoodies. You didn't see a whole lot of tie-dye. But... Oh, there were some that just braved the elements to show off their costumes, but during what were some of the more memorable costumes? You remember? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I certainly do. Um, there were two little girls that were probably five and six that had fringe vests on and fringe boots and tie-dye shirts and skirts. They could not, and flowers in their hair. They could not have been any cuter. They were absolutely adorable. Uh, there was a a uh, woman with a Belgian pulling a cart full of funny things. Uh, and she won, actually, I believe. Uh, but Shulman was dressed as Jimi Hendrix. That was um, out of this world. And there, uh, in the best, Daryl Weiss. You know Daryl? He had an outfit on. I talked to him for five minutes before I knew it was. I had no idea. Well, that's who cool. Was. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> he had a giant black wig, a giant black beard, and the funniest part is he found really convincing chest hair, and he had that sticking out of his shirt, <laughs> and he had this crazy tie-dye suit thing on that was absolutely spectacular. And no one, it, you had no idea who who Daryl was. It was really that'd be hilarious. Funny. Yeah, it was great. But everybody, everybody had something cool on. And they all pulled it off well. It, it used to be, and it still is, that Saturday is the costume contest. Or is it Sunday? I think it's, no, Saturday, I think it's the costume contest. And it could be Sunday. Whatever day it is, that was the day everyone really went all out. But everyone dressed every day. Every day. Okay. Uh, so I, the majority of people had a series. How many days is it? Three? Four. Four? Four? You had to bring four 60s outfits? Yeah, you don't have to, uh, but you do. Some people just wore regular clothes on certain days and then went all out on other days. But um, Victoria Cornish had four outfits for four days, and each one of them was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. So everybody had their little their little thing, you know, and it was really fun to watch and see. Uh, there were dogs dressed, people who dressed up their dogs and themselves. and. Uh, you just had to see them from every angle. And it was just beautiful to watch. So, yeah, the, the people that were high in the contest ranged from Jimmy Hendrix to little kids, woman on a cart, and then dogs dressed as well as their owners. It oh, was okay. just all over the place. Yeah, it was all over the place. Yeah, that's fun. And there were several categories. And they got 100 bucks a piece. So what they do is it was Tiffany Skinner and Aaron and myself, and we pulled out the finalists. So we were able to make the cut. Uh, out of the many people that were in there, all deserving. And then the, and then there was a clap off for that by the audience. And while the clapping was going on, Kim Meredith was hysterical with her microphone. 
<laughs> yelling at the people and telling them. All, I mean, it was really funny. It was really funny. Um, one very uh, fit contestant, Kim said, she got a lot of applause, this person. And Kim said, uh, I think we ought to lay her down on the floor and give her a cheeseburger or something like that. Just to <laughs> she had everything funny, everything funny. And um, no, Kim is funny. Oh, she is funny. Yeah, it's she's fun to be boring. around. So. No one can pull this off. Well, no one. You can't get the next team to come along and take this over. This is a finite event. It's not going to go on forever. It can't. Because without Kim and the current team, uh, the caterer that does the food, oh, my God, unbelievable. Uh, they rope off an area. Because the show goes so late, because it's so big, they rope off an area next to the group ring. And they have the most incredible food and wine for the judges and, and officials uh, that's available. So you don't have to go to dinner because you get out of there at 730 and you don't want to go to dinner. And then right. yeah. again, it makes good sense. Days, it makes great sense. And it's easy on the uh, it's easy on the palate. I'm telling you, wonderful. So that was just fun. And uh, we all had a great time. It was. Um, yeah, it's an event to behold. If you haven't been there, hurry up and go, because I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I guess I've told the story before. This club was defunct, and Kim resurrected it by selling T-shirts. They all thought she was crazy, and she's come up with something that has just been... And by the way, the AKC was not happy about this. Why? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the image we want to project for the sport. Wrong. It's exactly the image. Yes, exactly. And I, and I can tell you why, Will. I had more novices and first-time exhibitors than ever before, ever before. In fact, mm -hmm. in some breeds, it was the majority, first-time people, because they felt like they could come in and not be, you know, it, it was fun. No one's going to yell at them right. not having the right suit on. And they had been there the year before just because they heard it was fun to go to and bought a dog. Yep. I had many people who told me they came to Woofstock to buy a T-shirt or to hang out or see this event and ended up buying a purebred dog they never had before and showing it this year. That's what it's all about, making this welcoming, open, fun, not elitist event that where people can come in and be treated. Everybody's in a good mood. Oh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't see. A, I, there's not a family alive that wouldn't want to walk the kids through that. You know, that's the thing, right? You you feel you feel more. It's a very. By the way, this Solano County Fairgrounds is not paradise. You know, it's not. It's in Vallejo. It's not in the finest section or town or prettiest area geographically, but they make it beautiful. Yeah, it's very spread out. So you get a sheet of paper when you're judging with all the times of your rings, because I had three different rings one day. And the times where the golf cart is going to pick you up and take you to your next ring. That's the detail. It looks like a circus. Yet it's the most organized, detailed circus. It's I told Kim, she's kind of like the wizard behind the curtain. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this one, really, though, the, the wonderful wizard of Woofstock. Um, where you don't see, it's all going on. You don't see how detailed oriented is just brilliant. So well done. If you haven't been, you should go. Yes. The weather was windy some days, cold others, sunny others. Be prepared for everything these days. Whenever, whatever show do you go to? Well, exactly. You have to, I'm doing a seminar next week, weekend in Kingston, Ontario. And it's outdoors. And the, 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 the girl that's setting it up, she's already talked to me about tenting and whatnot and be prepared for this, be prepared for this. It's the same idea. So. Yeah. It's either, there are show there are some rings indoors, not many. Most are outdoors. 
but the, group, the groups were outdoors, which was lovely because it just it used all kinds of space and people cheering and yelling. And here's something you don't see at dog shows often, especially on Sunday, a crowd at Best in Show. Best in Show. Yeah. Usually you see taillights as they're leaving the park. <laughs> a crowd. At ten, every, when, you know, any show you go to these days, there's 10 people left at Best oh, yeah. All the assistants Especially clapping on Sunday. for Because yeah, that's, that's the their reason. job, right? Yeah. <laughs> they have to learn yeah. to clap loud. Yeah. Job description. <laughs> but it was packed with people every night for the groups in Best in Show. And the quality was extraordinary. Yeah. Um, some, some, some of the, the best photos, dogs. They, they look great. And the dogs. Yeah. And, and a dog Winners. discovered too, a young poodle, a puppy from the puppy class. I think. Yeah, one I saw that picture. Groups. Uh, Luke was out there with the Shih Tzu out of this yeah. world. Uh, what a great guy! My friend the Luke. He's the great. He's just I love Luke, and he did so well. He had a great weekend out there. Um, dogs came from all over the country, and a lot of them didn't come because they had a great panel and thought they were going to win. They just wanted to experience. Right. And they, you know, they all told me that, yeah, not a great weekend of ribbons, but a great weekend of dogs and celebration of dogs. So um, I could talk about Woodstock all day, so I won't, but I may have already done so. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking about it all day. It's it's a great topic and the, the, the sport needs shows like that. So I had so many novices, so many new people. And I love that. I love that. You can take your time. Uh, I did a clumber specialty of 25 clumbers. Well, they were beautiful. They were beautiful. I had five or six specials that could have won the breed. Um, one in particular who I really liked, but what a great group of dogs. And it was true in every breed I judged. I yeah. really, really, I had a great group of Irish red and white setters. Um, breeds you wouldn't expect to have that depth of quality. It was really fun. I just enjoyed it immensely. And I had a good time observing um, under Susan and, uh, I think we should talk about that a little bit. Well, the observation, well, we don't call it that anymore. We call it apprenticing. Apprenticing? Is that what? Yeah. It's, not, it's not even mentoring anymore? No, no, that's different. That mentoring, tutoring, apprenticing. All no. have different sheets and different oh. CEUs. Well, it's about the CEUs. Oh, I've got off topic. You'll have to, I, I interviewed uh, Peter Frost this week. Yeah. And he was talking about judging in australia and they all have ipads aha i knew it. all of them have ipads yep just i thought i gotta tell my friend wayne <laughs> that is awesome yeah it's so simple why i i don't understand why the great american yeah. kennel club with all the money they make off judges can't provide something like that it just seems so simple yeah all the stores everything runs from an ipad each store has an iPad, and the whole ring is run by that iPad. Yeah, we get charged $75 a course to get two points and learn about a breed. We get charged $35 for every test we have to take, which is a lot of tests. And the, the, the one that really rubs salt in the wound to me, we have to pay for our judge's badge. I mean, come on. We're doing this service. Without the judges, there is no American Kennel Club dog shows. Right. There are yeah. none. Uh, they're the employees, are the ones that the people come to see, you know. And they charge you for the rule book, and they charge they're the, the featured dancers. Yeah, we are the featured dancers, especially at Wolfstock. We had to dance. <laughs> Put your hands together. No, <laughs> but you know, I, I know. Oh well, you know, there's expenses in running the judging department. That's nice. You're a not-for-profit. Figure it out. We are providing a service that uh, shouldn't cost ten thousand dollars a group to obtain, because you're never going to make it back. 
anybody who's trying to think they're going to do this for a living, um, you might want to rethink that. Yeah. <clears throat> if you really consider all the costs it takes to, you have to fly to nationals to get points. You have oh, to fly sure. to shows to get points. You've got to drive to kennels to get points. I know you've you've told me stories about driving to dog shows and having to spend the night and do both days, and that's costs yeah. money. Everything it costs does. money if the major holds. Yeah, if the major holds. But Susan was great. We did Tollers and Welsh Springers together, and we had a wonderful two way conversation. We spoke afterwards. Uh, we really had. It was a great experience. It was a great experience. We we had real good dogs. Plenty of well, the Welsh Springer entry was terrific. There was a young class dog from the puppy class that I want to keep an eye on. One of my dogs of the week, Will. Dog this of the young, week. Young yeah. Welsh Springer, um, probably nine, 10 months old. He was beautiful. Shown by a person who, if it wasn't his first show, it might have been his second. Yeah. And still, uh, it was a standout. And you found these things, there's little gems along the trail to find. But the observation, the apprentice process is interesting to me because. I don't know how to say this, but there are times just say you feel it. no like, one's listening. Just say it. Well, that's true. There are times that you feel that you know more than the judge, and there are times the judge will tell you that, and there are also times where you can really learn a lot. So I don't just apprentice under anybody, and I could go through quicker and get more CEUs faster. But when I look and see, okay, the major held, the judge has more than twelve years' experience, but I'm not going to learn from this judge. I shouldn't be such a elitist about it, I guess, or purist, I should say. But I wait for a judge that I respect, and Susan was great. And and I've had others that many others. Bob Ennis was terrific. Um, Peggy Beisel. Um, Charlie Alvis is always a good. Linda Hurlbus is one of the ones I like to observe. There's plenty others. And you can talk about these breeds, not just in the ring, but after. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to, if it's someone I don't respect, and I don't mean as a person, respect them tremendously as a person. But if it's something, someone I don't think I can learn a lot from, I guess I should do it. They get the points, but that's not the way my brain works. Um, I always want to learn. Well, yeah. it's, I know it's not really a waste of your time getting the points, but it's a waste of your education time. Yeah, that's you know? it. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. Because I, I feel the same way. I, I've been, I've been to dog shows and I, I have this thing in dog shows. I look at the panel or look at, and who would I, let buy me a dog on the panel. That's who I, a dog of the week. Well, this is how I, this is the judge of the weekend. Well, I'll tell you, there's sometimes, but I don't know if you probably never heard of a handler named Scott McNair. Scott passed away a few years ago, but he was a working dog handler. Just a great guy. He was president of CPHA up here. He was, just, he was a good handler, a good dog man. He never went ahead to get his judge's license because he didn't want to go through all the, all the, the hoops up here back then. And um, so he, but he ring stored so, so many times when, when Scott was on the panel ring story, he was the one I would let buy me a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Kim had picked a strong, or Kim and Ava and whoever does all that. I don't want to keep saying just Kim and Ken and Eva, although they clearly are the nucleus. That club has so many workers and they work real hard. But Kim does really have a, a strong influence on putting together a great panel. And that's why you get. 2,500 dogs. Right. It's the second largest show in California. Palm Springs is the only one that tops it in entries. And Palm Springs is in Palm Springs. Wolfstock's in Vallejo. You know, so it's pretty cool. I love Palm Springs, though. Cool. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. 
<laughs> I love Palm Springs, but it really is an event that um, should not be missed. And like I said, oh, you know what they did? You know, banners like in the hockey, every hockey arena has got the banners. Retired oh, the, championships. the championships. Yeah, yeah. They have banners with the logo for each year, same size as a hockey banner hanging up in one of the, in one of the buildings. Oh, How that's cool. cool. That, right? yeah, that's really that cool. So cool. Little touches like that. Just make it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it works. Anyway, um, last week I said, or whenever it was, I said that I didn't think I'd go on for long trying to collect. I know. And you, you caused quite a stir. Well, and, th- and I feel that I do. F- that's true. I feel that way. But I didn't want to, s- after I listened to it, I thought, uh, does it sound like I'm asking for special treatment? Because I'm not. It's nothing to do about that. I want. I think I should go through everybody hoop. Every hoop everybody else goes through. That's not the point. The point is, I personally don't have time in my world because I do other things. Right. To sit here in this messy office, which is only messy because of all the forms and stuff I've got laying around here, and I just don't know how much longer I can. I want to do that. Uh, it's just so much paperwork. And I personally don't enjoy all the paperwork. I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't need to go through all the hoops everybody else does. I do. I'm not. Look. I'm not saying I'm special. Yeah. I'm saying that for me, this paperwork's a real pain in the ass. And well, when you, when you think about when we, decide, when we decide to judge, you're kind. You're you're somewhat retired from what you're doing for a living, and and even in the sport of dogs, and. When you retire, it's supposed to be enjoyable, and judging is enjoyable. I love judging. Oh, I think it's yeah, great. absolutely. But does it have to be that much work in your retirement days to enjoy your your sport that you've been with, been involved with your entire life? Like I, I know it seems whatever everything's equal, everything's fair, but that's not how the world works. <laughs> In, in the real world. It's not. It's not. <laughs> like I think, you think Wayne Gretzky went from being the greatest hockey player of all time to, okay, I want to coach. Well, you got to go down and be the water boy. Right. Got, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> he, went, he went from playing hockey to being the coach of the Phoenix Coyotes. To being so, an incredible uh, commentator yeah. on NHL TV uh, network. Anyway, the... The thing that hit me, Will, is... And throw some hockey in there, sorry, Wayne. Yeah, a little bit of hockey. <laughs> yeah. there, I'm spending more time with spreadsheets than actual dogs. I'm actually spending more time doing paperwork and office work than I am with my hands on or being around dogs. That seems upside down to me. Right. That seems upside down. Um, I had... Wonderful conversations with some handlers of a certain vintage that may in the next five years or so decide to hang it up because of their body. Uh, because, you know, we have plenty of bad backs, knees, and necks and everything else from showing dogs. It's it's not a contact sport unless you're talking about the ground, which we contact quite often yeah. <laughs> or bending over for baths and whatever else. So that goes. And I talked to them about, do they want to judge? They all say the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go through all that paperwork, all those points, all that begging for signatures on forms. I just don't know if I want to. And that 
is a shame because what you shame. end up with is people who are really good at filling out forms and flying around and going to seminars. And it becomes almost, and not, the seminars are great, but still it's theoretical knowledge. Yeah. Right. It really is. And from compared to our hands on, like I go to dog shows every week. I I, I like to show my Irish setter, my beagle, my border terrier once in a while. But I do that because I like being there. I like, but I like finding the dog of the weekend. I like yeah. like that is, and it's, it's hands-on knowledge. I think I'm still learning. I'm you still learning by being at the dog shows and listening to people talk and watch people work. And I learned something this week in my handling class that I've been I've been teaching hand classes my entire career almost. Well, I learned something new this week in my handling class, and I'm marking it down and it's, I'm going to use it. It worked fabulous. Yeah, I, we never want to stop learning. Annie never stopped. Annie Annie no. Clark never want to stop learning. Pat Trotter never wants. The good ones never want to stop learning. And that's what it's all about. But you don't have to necessarily be. I mean, I can certainly get more in a conversation about a particular breed with Pat, who's not probably a mentor uh, on the sheet that get you can get points for. <laughs> but uh, I that's what I like to do. And that's what I will do. With every and Pat breed. still shows her dogs. Mrs. Yeah. Clark still showed her dogs. Yeah. yeah. It's you know interesting. in the sport. Pat said a sentence that's going to end up being an article for me. We're talking about a certain breed, and she said, coming from a square breed, that was the preface of her sentence. And it dawned on me again, so much depends upon where you come from. And for me, square, square. And for Pat, square is square. It's hip to be if, square. If it's hip to be square, well, and that's why you go to Woodstock and be hip. <laughs> <laughs> but if you come from a square breed, you're going to have maybe a better eye for what square is. And so many breeds that are supposed to be square these days are just not. They're just not. And maybe it's because we come from longer breeds. I don't know. But all these little pearls sprinkled along the path of Pat Trotter and her her um, incredible legend in the sport. Just such a cool lady, too. And fun. And way yeah. faster than anybody. Jumps up, spins around. You know, she's just she's amazing. Amazing. Anyway, um, I'm going to try to wrap up a couple of more breeds, and and then I don't know. We'll see how much I have left in the tank to do all that. Again, not complaining, not whining, not saying I shouldn't do it. I just, for me, I'd rather be with dogs. Right. I'd rather. No, be I understand completely, Wayne. Yeah, I love dogs. Everybody. Yeah, you know, in this sport, who doesn't love dogs? And 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 by the way, I, I don't know when or how we can talk about this, Will, but I just do want to acknowledge um, our condolences and our just our heart goes out to Mandy and Rick Justice oh, uh, from the fire. Just... Mm, they had a fire in their RV and lost some dogs. Doesn't matter how many. Doesn't matter what their names are. Doesn't matter who did what or what was going on or when, where, or what people. Well, how did it happen? It doesn't matter. What matters is these people were traumatized, as were those around, as were those owners of those dogs. It was horrible. It was horrific. And the good thing about the sport is people have immediately rallied around them. They really have. They've rallied around, and they've started a GoFundMe page. They've it's and one that that night it happened. My Facebook was full of people rallying around. Yeah, the justices and yeah. and. and I don't know if you know Ricky, but Ricky's the greatest guy you want to meet. Yeah. He is 
He's he's a true professional. His dogs are impeccably conditioned and shown, and he's just a great sport. Like I was just, I always had so much fun with Ricky. Yeah. It's it's so sad, and our hearts go out to he and Mandy. I I can't even imagine what they're going through. I can't. No, no, you can't. Oh. You, you you can't feel what you haven't gone through. Yeah, that's true. You really can't. So, uh, boy, it it's the only silver line to that cloud is to be reminded again, just like Pat going to the show after Chuck's passing, just like everybody else that's been through these traumatic instances, the sport, it shows how good the sport is and how much of a family we really are. Um, it's just something magic yeah. to see. Uh, yeah. So many people on Facebook, just the picture of the candle, uh, that's just popping up everywhere, thinking about Rick and Mandy and and the dogs and the owners of the dogs and the people around them. It, it affects so many people and so many. It hit me right in the gut. It just oh, really God, did. Yeah. Um, it affects a breed. Like uh, I, I think the majority of the dogs were boxers and the boxer people that are just coming out and just consoling them each other it's yeah. it's unbelievable it really yeah. is even up here i'm seeing it up here yeah. the boxer community is coming in yeah it's it's hard it's really oh, hard it's been rough and yeah um, and and pat trotter you know had that giant tree come across and of course people rally around to help that and um and i boy i i didn't want to mention it because i didn't think it was that public but i saw it in the chronicle this morning um Jackie and Terry Stacey are going through a very hard time. Um, Jackie's had surgery last Wednesday and is home recovering. Uh, the details aren't important. What's important is we love them. Uh, I can tell you that Terry, quite frankly, well, I wouldn't be here without Terry. Man. I really wouldn't. He took me under his wing at a very early age and taught me about life and dogs in a way that I'll never, ever forget. Same as Tom Bradley. He's another one who, life and dogs, life and dogs. But Terry was, he hired me, at the, he's the one that got me hired at the AKC. And he's the one who's always there. And um, I just feel so sorry and that we can't do anything, you know. You, and he did say to me, please, no food and flowers, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the thoughts and the cards are always welcome. Yeah, and, just being um, there for them means more than anything else, I think. Yeah. They've canceled their assignments until August. So um, don't be trying to figure out who's what, when, and where. Just be with them in your thoughts and and uh, hope that, you know, Jackie's so strong. Uh, she's such a vibrant personality. And uh, let's hope she can she can get through this. She's in the right place at Duke. They're in a great spot, great surgeon. Um, so all the best and all the best positive thoughts for a, a quick recovery and right and that things go well at the Stacys. So David Kirkland was there this weekend judging and he said he misses having dinners with them all. He they lived in near Pittsburgh where everybody else lives, uh, outside of Raleigh. And they have moved to Durham to this retirement community kind of thing. I don't want to say retirement, it's a right. and over community. And um, so Dave doesn't see them quite as often, but Dave Roberts and Ellen do, and that's wonderful. And they've been terrific. So to all those that are out there, um, give people privacy. Don't worry about the details. Keep me in thoughts and prayers and do whatever you can 
to send good vibes their way and stay positive. That's the that's the biggest thing nowadays. When you when you see naysayers, it just brings people down. Stay yeah, positive. It does. It does. And well, anyway, um, so we have our happy and our sad, and the common denominator. Will is the family of the sport. When we're happy at Wolfstock, it's like one big family. And we have these tragedies, it's one big family supporting and rallying around. And I don't think we can ever underestimate the value of that. I agree. Dogs dogs have been the blessing in my life. So, yeah. you know, it was fun for me out in California, Will. Um, when you haven't been out there in a while, and I had not. I had a couple instances, this is pretty funny, where the steward would say, handler change, handler change request. I need a handler change. Yeah, okay. And I'm busy judging the dog. I'm judging. And the, it's behind me. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I turn around and try to find the handler change. I, I don't know who anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> You're looking for Frank Sabella, right? Or Frank Sabella. <laughs> Where's Frank? Yeah. <laughs> it was terrific. <laughs> it was great fun. It's easier to judge. You don't have to know about anybody. It's in there. Um, boy, you know, it's one of those places where there are breeds that look different out there. I asked Larry, who was the rep, I said, is there a separate breed standard for this particular breed in California? <laughs> they really look different than the rest of the world. Oh, no. uh, but by the way, having uh, Larry Cunius there was, I mean, when you get a good rep who is as passionate about dogs as you are, it's really fun. I did an observation. Um, Larry observed me in a breed. And it was not only a great talk about that breed, but we talked about other stuff and dogs. We went into other breeds. And he was saying, you know, Roz was observed. Roz Kramer was, was observed as well. And uh, he said what a pleasure it was to be able to have people on the panel that were being observed that they could talk to beyond just that breed and talk that had depth of knowledge in many breeds. It's got to be boring for them to keep interviewing people who have just checked the boxes who don't have any wider scope. They don't have an easy job, the reps don't. They do so no, It's a hard job. It is. It's a lot of work. But you've got passionate people out there. You've got Mark and, and Mark DeRosers, and, you, and you've got uh, Sandy Andrea, and I'm going to miss so many, that have great passion and depth of knowledge, Amanda, uh, in the sport, and Larry, of course. And you're able to talk dogs with them. My make, sister, Jane. Yes, Jane. <laughs> Jane, jeez. Um, oh, I could talk. Any breed with Jane all day. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, there's many. you could talk about anything with Jane. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Including, hey lady, move your car. She's uh, very yeah. good at that too. Um, and she can change your oil, change your tires, <laughs> she can fix your brakes, do all of it. What an amazing person she is. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it's it was it's always good to have reps there that you that you respect enough to talk about breeds other than the one you're being observed in. Sure. And it's, it's interesting to, when you're being observed, you're, you may people are extra cautious about what they do. Not me. I don't care if there's a puppy that needs to win. It's a puppy that needs to win. I did yeah. have one instance with a rep recently where I had a beautiful puppy, 12 to 18 puppy who could have won the breed. I gave it second. It's class of two. And I couldn't wait to my observation to tell him it was undershot. <laughs> I couldn't wait because I'm sure he's thinking the whole day, what is he thinking? How did he get yeah, that second hell hell toe? There? <laughs> and it wasn't undershot by a little, he was undershot by a lot. And His name was Scoop. <laughs> yeah, you almost wanted to open up and look and go, hey, hey, over here, just so you know what I'm going to do here, over here. 
<laughs> so it's not always that easy. What you're seeing may not be. Um, it's I had a judge do that to me one time. I was showing this beautiful dog. It was a beautiful dog. And I won't say what breed or what dog. And the judge went over, checked his mouth, went down and back, checked his mouth. He was the only one in the breed, so he went on to the group. In the group, he checked his mouth. I'm like, what are you doing? I said, we all know. You don't have to keep it. I want the people know why I'm not giving this job to the group. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did check twice, and I do check twice. Uh, and maybe it's a subtle signal, but uh, I do. Twice I don't is make fine. It... This was yeah. like every step but this no, poor dog <laughs> made. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I span loins with my thumb and forefinger. I'm sure it doesn't please people, but... Well, I can't stand a long line in a short rib cage. It's one of those first things I go for. Yeah, we, we would never have guessed that in the last year of doing their two years yeah. of doing this. <laughs> I never guessed that's where you go. <laughs> yeah. And if I go back there twice, you're not winning. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't know how we missed this, Will. We missed our 100th episode of the Dog Show Drive. Oh, no, we had a party here. You didn't have a party. Here. You yeah, just didn't invite here. me. I see how you are. Uh, it was just me. It was <laughs> just me. I called my mom. Mom, guess what? <laughs> Can you imagine doing this for two years? It's unbelievable. Yeah. It yeah. is unbelievable. And Ernie with us that whole time. And and we look make better and better each episode. We do. We do. Yeah, Will commented, commented on my lighting today. Oh my God. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's just yeah. perfect. I worked hard like on I, it. Yeah. <laughs> It's I like I'm watching that. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's like, boom, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> am, I, am I about to get shot or arrested? I'm not sure what that means to me, Butch Cassidy. <laughs> or the natural. Maybe the natural. Let's go with the natural. Yeah, we'll go with the natural. You got the Robert Redford poster right behind me. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's the Best yeah, in Show yeah. ribbon. Yeah, Exactly. That's just the reflection in the Best in Show ribbon's glass. That's all that that's, is, Wayne. That's what it does. There happens to be a, a little floor light showing a very real and lovely plant that's the same size every week because it's not real uh up against a best in show ribbon on a dark dark wall that um is and you can if you look you can sort of maybe see the two winkies back there can uh, you see them back there i can see them they like me they really like me where are your winkies where do you should put them in the <laughs> they're bathroom? over here I, I can bring one out but it's right you there should. you probably I the same have, one. I, I just have the one so do we have the do we have the um do you both have a, a miss p one yeah I have miss p one, yeah. Well, we have that in common well yeah. people think we have nothing in common we have the same trophy they think we have nothing in common they seen nothing our shoes I had a lot of people come up to me saying, I love the podcast, more so than I think anywhere else, because I haven't been to California that often. They do so, like it in Cal. You're yeah. right. When I was there from Palm Springs, I was getting all kinds of people. Yeah. And a couple people said, what are you doing carrying the weight and, and having Will there? I mean, they, they said, or and then they said, you know what I mean, Will? So they thought I was Will, and they were saying uh, they don't need Wayne anymore. So I don't know I how don't it works. Because... It's, it's, um, I kiddingly said to Will last week that he was busy and maybe I should have someone else step in for him. He may have thought I was serious for a second, but when I told him who, I knew he wouldn't think he was serious. That's all right, Wayne. We lose all the mojo, Will. We lose it yeah. all. It'd be gone. There it really is. There's a podcast called No Stupid Questions. It's a, of course, social science economics podcast. I know you listen to all of those. 
But this is Stephen Dubner, Stephen Dubner and Angela Duckworth. And Stephen Dubner got so many podcasts going on that he passed the torch to someone else for three episodes. Bombed. Totally bombed. No one wants to do it anymore. And three just, they lost that chemistry. So they brought a new person on. Uh, and I, I hope that one's better. We'll see. So you can't be substituted, Will. You're the man. You're That's the man. like Porsche. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a Wayne. Like Danny Buckwald said, there's a will, there's a Wayne. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, I had the pleasure of putting up, I, I got a little emotional in the ring, Will. I did. Uh, I had a veteran on the table. I've seen this dog when he was a year old. Oh, he messaged me about this dog, yes. He's been through hell and back. He had a heart. He just really had a horrendous um, series of events with ownership and whatever. And someone who I don't want to mention to embarrass them saved his life by buying him for more than he probably would have went for anywhere else as a house dog. And to give him a good and great and wonderful life and I can't thank them enough for doing so. And I never forgot him. And he was up on the table and I took him in my hands and I called him by his name. I said, hello, his name. And he wagged his little tail and it was, boy, it was, it was emotional. It was wonderful. Yeah. I was, saw him when I was out there too. He's like, yeah. he looks great. He does. And yeah. he did win the variety under me on the day uh, over a very nice, very nice, third, oh, a very nice, dog of a similar variety anyway fine time was had by all what what's up where are you heading will what's up uh this weekend i'm off to kingston for a dog show i have a seminar coming up but you know where i am going in a few weeks i'm going to the rock newfoundland really yes you know who's gonna be there with me me you we're gonna be there eventually okay we're in the in the fall we're going there together but johan oh really yeah, Johan's going to be there. Him and his wife are coming for oh. partially a vacation, apparently. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Is one of the nicest guys in the sport, period. Yeah. yeah. Looking so forward positive. to seeing him. So. And great dog, man. And so positive and fun. Um, and Johan Bassara. So, so. Yeah, Johan Bassara Hernandez. And by the way, um, you know he's now. Do we tell the story? He was approved. He was an all-breed FCI judge. And a wonderful judge. A, and a wonderful, wonderful judge. judge. Lives in Puerto Rico. He, had, he was a veterinarian there, practiced there. His his house got taken out in that horrible storm, hurricane, and he moved to Florida. As soon as he got here, he was notified that he's an American judge now. And to do that, he has to reapply for all of his breeds. All of them. So he went from being an all-breed judge to being a no-breed judge by moving from one country to the other. Even though he's judged in America many, many times. Oh, he's judged everywhere. He's been up here. Like they, he is when he comes to Canada, they, we just love him. They, 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 he fills the card. Everybody comes to see Johan. Yeah, of course. So there was a rule change which worked in his favor for people moving here. They're FCA. It was a fairly specific rule change for a few people that all <laughs> deserved it very much so. But they gave him the working group, which is fine. Except he's a world-famous Basset Hound breeder. Basset Hound breeder, yeah. He's not approved to do Basset Hounds. Now, that's <laughs> funny. That's just funny. This is your classic. We're being, everybody gets treated the same. Everybody gets treated the same. Let's make a fool of ourselves by not giving Johan Basset Hounds. I mean, come on. Jeez. Yeah. 
a classic case of being trying to be fair to everyone and being fair to no one. I just think it's funny. He'll get them eventually. Oh, yeah. Yes. My God. And what I'm a fabulous hound judge he is. When, when, he's he, when he's in the, judge, oh, no. I just, he can uh, sort through hounds like nobody. No, he can't. Not until he gets no, 10 views and buys views and goes and visits and does all his things. <laughs> uh, I hope his first assignment for Bassett's is the national. That's the right. national. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, he probably, is, maybe he's even done it as an FCI judge. Well, in America, probably has. But yeah. he's not allowed to anymore. Not until he gets so many points. Yeah. Oh, man. What a world. Anyway, <laughs> after Kingston, now you're doing some seminars. You have any seminars? You have a seminar, have a seminar down here. I have a seminar in uh, yeah, I'm doing one in New Jersey in uh, August or July. I can't remember. You know, I was born in I was born in New August, York City. Washington, New Jersey. That's where Washington. I'm going. I was born in, in New York City. A lot of people don't know that. I was born in one of the five boroughs, Staten Island. I still got it in me a little bit. Then I moved to Jersey, and I lived in Jersey most of my life. Will I lived there for a long time? Actually, now that I'm in Michigan with Kathy and Patty. And all the other people, I have a different accent than I did when I lived in Jersey, which is a whole different world. You know what I mean? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we have, a, we, have a, we have an accent up here from 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 promise to promise. You know? Yeah, we do here too. Yeah, did, I promise, promise. Story, did I ever tell you a story when I moved to? Uh, I didn't move. We were in England. Cheryl and I were in England with Tex Hardy, a guy from Texas, with a heavy Texan accent, and the English people, English people from England. We were having a conversation and Tex would jump in to the conversation and they would say to me, what did he just say? And I would have to translate the English to English for the English. So, yeah, we have a different accent. But wait till you get to Newfoundland, boy. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Well, obviously there's, you know, but it's almost Gaelic sounding in some parts. Yeah. You know? so oh, I can't it's, wait. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. I'm good. This, is a, this is a topic for conversation. Yeah. Um, we're all for the independent specialty. Uh, spe nationals is what I'm talking about. But there's lots of regional specialties who have chosen to go um, independent, which is great. But try to get a judge for those. Uh, I'm judging an independent specialty this weekend, next weekend. I'm driving five hours each way. It's a two-day independent. There are there are no all breed shows or anything else going on that I know of. There are 25 dogs the first day and 25 dogs the second day. So I'm going to drive five hours, judge 25 dogs, drive five hours back. I'm doing it because I love the breed and I love the people and I'm looking forward to it. The second day, another judge is going to drive wherever they are to that show to judge 25 and back. You know how hard it is to get a good judge or any judge to come judge a small independent specialty? Yeah. I get offers all the time for those, and I ask how many they had last year, and I tell them it's going to cost you way too much to bring me in, way too much, even though all of us, I think, do a reduced fee for for, uh, <laughs> for regional specialties and independent specialties and national specialties for sure. It's still, I can't spend the $1,000 to get to your dog show on my own nickel. Not many will. So when not many people will do that, who do you get for a judge? Someone local who's maybe not so good. Someone close, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. in that breed. Maybe they're not that good in that breed. So <clears throat> and it becomes tough. Here we are at Wolfstock with depth in every breed, 25 kilometers. 
uh, where you can sort through classes and you can judge a breed, not worry about the. I barely watched the groups. Will I was there, but we we're busy talking about the breeds because right. we had such depth. Oh, wouldn't that be nice back in those days? <laughs> back in those days, but there you have back it. Back in those days when dogs were square and people not. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> where square dogs were square and people didn't have spreadsheets. That's what, that's what I want to go back to that. Go back to that. Uh, uh, anyway, anyway. Um, about, anyway, we did not see this at Wolfstock, although it may have happened, but. Um, you know, 99.9% of the people, they're not only dog lovers, they take care of their dogs like they're dog lovers. But once in a while, you see somebody get hard on a dog and it just really gets my goat. And you had a couple of those instances. Well, right? uh, yeah, and a friend of mine called, who's a judge and he called me and he, and he, uh, he was judging American Cocker Spaniel. So that's not a breed that's lightweight and anything. That's a, a good sturdy breed. And he had a confrontation, not a conversation. He tried to have, he tried to have be a conversation, and I guess it turned into a bit of a confrontation with the handler. And uh, apparently, I wasn't there, but this is how it was expressed to me. This handler was picking the dog up with the choke chain and the tail. Well, a cocker spaniel is what twenty five pounds. Twenty five yeah. pounds. That's not. That's that's a. That's still a pretty good weight. And he, and he expressed his concern for the dog. And and this handler said he's done it all. They've done it all the time. They've always done that. Well, he said not my ring anymore. You're doing that. You will pick this dog up correctly. Good. And we've all seen over the years. There's some. We've had. There are some breeds that we had. We have used head and tail. Head and tail. But they're not thirty pound dogs. So they're like you see a toy poodle being placed in position. That's not causing them any issue at all. But you've got to think about the dog's well-being when you're doing these things and how it would feel if they were doing it to you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and another thing I noticed, this, this killed me, Wayne. I was in a store, and a service dog came in, which is fine. Well, this service dog had a pinch collar on. Oh I've never seen a service dog on a pinch collar before. And I didn't, I, I tried not to say anything, you know, but I just, I, I asked if he was in training and they said, no, why, why? And even in training with the pinch collar, I don't, I think so. Obviously it was just a, a ruse to get their dog in the store, but I don't know what we can do about this. It's just so sad. There is no bona fide service dog organization that I know of. Uh, I mean, there are some societies and things, but as far as getting approved for a vest, you just need Amazon. You just need an Amazon account and no one can question you. What a horrible thing because the people that seriously have service dogs, they need them. Oh, for sure. And they are incredible. Just taking advantage of it. Just taking advantage of it. Um, I have a totally non-connected dog. But And by the way, not only did that dog, that cocker, who was, in my opinion, abused in that motion, I wonder how that handler or that pers- exhibitor treats those dogs all the time to do that. Right. If they're doing that in front of us at the dog show, what are they yeah, doing back they at their house? Yeah. And then I think of those little kids at Woofsock and those little fringe vests and those little fringe boots. If they saw that, what would they think? Would they come back to the dog show? And if they came and watched right. that, if you never knew anything about how you handle dogs, and you go to your first dog show, and you're a mom with a couple little kids, and you look up and see that? Oh, come on, people. 
trying to remember who's watching. And it could That's be right. anybody. It could be anybody. So yeah, yep. just get better at it. It's a small percentage. And what you need to do is do what Sean did. Tell them right there on the spot. Don't go posting something about you saw this person doing this horrible thing. Well, did you confront them? Did, did you turn them into a rep? Did you do something about it right then and there? Right then and there. Did you do something about it? That's what we've yeah, got to start. My friend that. Sean did. Good for him. Good for him. Good for Sean. <clears throat> well, Will, the Stanley Cup's over. Boring. Stanley Cup's over. Yeah, what it was. A it was kind of, oh, that, yeah, that was too bad. I think the teams were just so beat up at this point. <laughs> it was. Yeah. They they went through hell and back, especially poor Florida. Mm-hmm. No, they just they let's face it, they overachieved and and they 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 got beat up for it. So yeah, that's, they did. That's the boy, way it oh, boy, they. They played so well off the playoffs. It was a snoozer. The scores were blowouts every day, and it wasn't fun to watch. In fact, I I I persevered because you know I'm a student of that sport as well. And (laughs) but I I sat through the nine three dropping the last. Did you really? I did. I sat through it was about five to one, and then five to two, and then I I can't. Done. I I try to be. I try to watch the the cup being presented every year. So that's why I. I oh, I was I set my little my little phone thing to give me a buzz to remind me to go back in and watch that, but I was asleep, <laughs> so it didn't work. Well, I wanted to see Mark Stone carry the carry the cup around the rink. He, yeah. Mark Stone's a he was a captain of the Ottawa Senators. He was he was a great leader there. He's a great leader in in Vegas now. He has a purebred dog. <laughs> yes, he does, and he's also a, a seems to be a really nice guy. Yeah. Most of them are. Most of them sportsmanship, really are. ladies and gentlemen, sportsmanship. If you want to see sportsmanship, how about a bunch of guys who just beat each other with sticks and pucks and everything else for seven straight games? Well, not in this case, but for as many games as it takes in a playoff series. And at the end of it, what do they do? Well, they're punching each other during the oh, they're what shaking do they do? hands, they're hugging, they're doing all kinds of stuff. You know, congratulating each other, telling them how great the losers did. It was it's it's incredible. It's incredible sportsmanship. And where else do you see in any sport the teams line up right after they lost? Line up and shake each other's hand, every single person. Shakes yep. each other's hands, hugs. Guys play together in the ju- in juniors or whatever else. We need that kind of sportsmanship. And well, I could tell you, we did see it on display to get back to Woodstock. We did, partially because the music was playing and everything was just so much fun. Pat had chosen two songs uh, that, that meant a lot to she and Chuck. That's going to bring the sportsmanship together. That's going to get everybody crying. But do what hockey players do at the end of a game, not during the game. and shakies others and and i guess it has been a pretty good it has been a good tradition that everyone's best in show everyone tries to get up there and depending on what kind of breed you have it could be a distance right but um it's it's always something that we do in the sport which is heartwarming um for the people the three people that are there to watch at the end Wolfstock got some heat, I think, from two people because they don't do owner handler groups there. Oh, when would they? Well, when we'd be there till yeah. midnight. Yeah. We'd be there to midnight. And I can tell you that owner handlers did real well under me. I think they were owner handlers. They might have been famous professional handlers. I don't know anymore. When I go out there, it doesn't matter to me. Never did. But um, yeah, fine time was had by all. Well, where are you off to after? Now you got the seminars in New Jersey. Don't you? Yeah, that's a bit. Pardon me? When your next sem? Besides New Jersey, do you have anything else lined up? 
Oh, I have, I have, I mean, I'm pretty busy summer seminars and whatnot. But, uh, Good. And these are handling yeah. seminars for those. Handling who- seminars, yeah. And, and I, I do a hockey them. seminar too, but that's not as well attended. So Yeah, I pack him in. I did a hockey seminar uh, once a year and I packed him in, Will. I Seriously, yeah. I packed him in. You know what it was? Uh, at the UKC, we had a night where all the, I took all the employees to a hockey game. And Perfect. I gave a seminar at lunchtime about simply offsides and uh, s- simple rules so they can enjoy the game. And it was very well attended because I, I required it. I required it. Well, so forced if you attendance. Wanted, forced attendance. It was packed every time. It was a big hit, even though no one understood what I was talking about. But there was beer there, so everybody thought they had a good time. So there you have it. Perfect. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Onward. And All upward. right. I think we've reached that point, Mr. Kavanaugh. We have. We have. Sorry about our technical difficulties in the beginning. Oh, you didn't know about that. Only Will and I knew. No, they, they, they may have caught on a little bit at the beginning, depending if Doc left it in or not, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. Um, all right. Everybody stay safe out there, and we'll see you down the road. Party on, Gert. No way. Yeah. You gotta be paying attention, Doc. Thanks for the thanks. <laughs> so, Ernie, use this in the blooper reel. That's right. We love you, Ernie. <laughs> Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> Quit taking yourself so damn seriously. I'm Uh, this is good. We're going to be here in a second, Wayner. Don't lose it, Doc! <laughs>